0: Welcome to the 15-Minute Juice, where we discuss physical therapy, rehabilitation, return to sport after injury, training, and all things fitness, while also answering burning daily questions, broach the juiciest weekly topics, and educate the masses on the proper algorithm for optimizing their lifestyle. It's fast, it's concise, it's informative, it's juicy. Buy Optimizers Masszymes, 100% plant-based, naturally-derived, best digestive enzyme blend out there right now. Highly concentrated with enzymes that digest proteins, starches, sugars, fibers, and fats. Helps to relieve indigestion, gas, bloating, and fatigue after meals. Take it with the meals to enhance the digestion and nutrient absorption also helps to improve recovery after hard exercise and hard efforts. So go to buyoptimizers.com and use code JUICY for 10% off.
1: Okay, welcome to another episode of the 15-Minute Juice. Uh, Mike, Friday afternoon. I don't disappoint. I got you the palm trees in the background.
0: You see that? That's a great background. It looks right? nice over there. And,
1: and this one is different than last week because these palm trees are actually moving. The one I was at was a backdrop before. So <laughs> um, another another special guest again this this week. Um, so the 15-Minute Juice is a, a smaller segment of our, our podcast. And we had... Kevin on about a year and a half ago um it might have actually have been longer than that um on our podcast but we're bringing them back now because we're trying to do a little bit of more roundtabling and and grabbing these guys and these girls that 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 we're associating with and trying to bring them back on for like that good 15 20 minute conversation just on some in-depth questions about you know the things that they have so obviously since we're you know so much acl um uh, inundated with our with our athletes i couldn't think of a better guy to bring back on would be kevin martin of the quick board
2: all right happy to kevin, be here
1: what's going on man
2: uh not a whole lot uh, not fortunate to uh, have palm trees blowing in the background. I got the uh, the bland wall uh, behind Blame. me. Mike's got the, the steel <laughs> the steel door like he's uh, you know in in prison.
1: You know they're letting him speak for fifteen minutes before they put him back into his twenty three hours of solitary confinement.
2: Then <laughs> they raise the door and let him back out.
1: Yep, yep. The honey badger, they let him out. <laughs> so look, we have you on, and obviously I want you to talk. You know, very. Um, Explain to everybody what the QuickBoard is, but I do have three specific questions about the QuickBoard pertaining to ACL, but I want to kind of let you have the floor for a few minutes and and just give the overview again of what the QuickBoard is, what it does.
2: Yeah. So the QuickBoard is an agility training technology. Uh, We implement uh, visual motor training principles in the software in order to enhance Training and rehab, and increase the likelihood of what you're doing on the quick board to increase the likelihood of that transferring to everyday life and sports. So, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, I think is really undercommunicated from my perspective is. You know the constrained action hypothesis. You know, which is kind of what what our real time feedback um, you know that we provide patients and athletes is based on. And so what they've what they've found is if somebody is internally focused, so they're focused on the movement itself as to what they're doing, looking down at their feet and whatnot, that um, that can actually disrupt the automatic control processes that regulate body movement. And, um, whereas what they found was external focus. So with the quick board, you're focused on the iPad, not looking down at your feet and you're able to see how many touches you're doing, how many errors you have, uh, what your average ground contact time is, you know, on the sensors that you're touching. And then also the progress bar, they're able to see how are they doing versus their previous best result. We're providing all of that feedback instantly. And so what that results in is, that it's more likely to uh, translate to other tasks or to sports. And so it's it's the, that training or that rehab on the quick board is unconscious. It's fast and reflexive uh, processes to control the movement. And when it comes down to it, like that's why, you know, the quick board is what it is. And, you know, the results that we're seeing is all we're doing is we're engaging the eyes in training and rehab and so it consists of you know a high impact sensor board actually has seven sensors in it but you only see five dots uh, on the board itself and then you know it's bluetooth so it you know connects to an ipad and uh, you know we have a library of exercises in there um, also protocols as well and then the agility rating so that within just a few minutes you're able to quickly assess an athlete, whether you're just baselining or, you know, uh, during rehab, you're wanting to track their progress. You're able to, within a few minutes, get a full, you know, agility rating report and, and track their progress. And, you know, I think, you know, Uh, the practitioners as well as the athletes really appreciate that and get an understanding of, okay, you know, this is what I'm looking like. Symmetry wise, you know, reaction, um, you know, quickness, you know, that sort of thing. So that's a quick rundown on it. I don't want to take too much time. Um, You know know, what? We actually talked about
1: that off air a little bit about how convenient it is because obviously with me being down here in Florida and having a coach and Mike up in PA, I was telling you that literally these athletes do their, um, their quick board protocol and Alex is able to email it over to me. I'm able to literally read it two minutes after he does it with them and I can assess it and then I can go on there and either email him back, text him, FaceTime him if I need to, and say, hey, listen, I saw this in, 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 the, uh, in the results. Maybe we should either take this out or do me a favor. Have her go do it again let's video it let me see what's going on so the 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 ease of use for it is is amazing as well
2: yeah and and that's what i mean that's what we try to do it's you can have the best technology in the world but if it takes a long time to set up or it takes a long time to do you're just not going to do it as often and because yep. uh, you're going to be handcuffed by time. So, you know, that's why we've implemented a bunch of capabilities in there. And, uh, you know, thanks to Mike. I know, uh, you know, we're uh, pretty consistently getting text messages and <laughs> voice messages on, hey, hey, you, ought, you know, we ought, it ought to do something like this or can it do something like this? If and, you give the Twitter the right person, that's the right that's the right guy to give it to. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and and like I told Mike, we're in the kind of the beginning phase of completely redesigning the app and, you know, down to the feedback that we're going to be providing patients and athletes. So we're really excited about that. And at the same time, you know, it's a uh, it's an ideal scenario where Mike's had time to, um, you know, play around with it, use it on a daily basis. And so he's he's given some you know valuable feedback as well. Um, and we'll be able to put some of those capabilities in there.
1: What are some of the questions you're asking them, Mike?
0: Um, really the thing we're looking at is, so there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, drills that we do on there, but, um, we want to be able to try to make sure, you know, we're tracking the progress and so making sure the metrics are easy for the athlete to understand. Um, I think a lot of the metrics do, you know, going forward, maybe for them to compare, um, overall in the database so against maybe some of like the best athletes like NFL how far off they are from that but also for them to see how they're comparing against themselves within those same skill sets and you know I've been playing around with a lot of different drills based on what they're appropriate for you know even starting with just a simple double leg react drill and for listeners that don't know what that is it's basically just standing on both legs and whichever dot lights up hit it as fast as you can and return back And then, you know, you start mixing in things like colors and timing. um, It really messes people up. Uh, And because not only do you have to try to hit it, but there's an error going off because they're actually not hitting the sensor. Their foot's not where it needs to be. And this is important for the proprioception, which is your body's awareness in space. And a lot of these athletes, you know, want to go back on the field. What can I play? When can I run? And you look at these metrics on the quick board and I'm like, you have no idea where your feet are. You know, I mean, it's amazing. So you want to talk about agility and this, you know, quote unquote high level. Well, these are the things that are really going to show, you know, how high level are you? I mean, you know, sometimes we, you know, we're challenging some of the athletes and it's hard for them to even follow the simple directions. It says right there, touch (laughs) green. And then the screen goes and it's like, wait, what do I do? What do I do? Or the countdown is still going from three, two, and they're touching the dots already. I'm like, if you would have gone before the whistle blows, like, isn't that a foul or a penalty? Like right. follow the direction. So it challenges them to, you know, really hone in on what the task is. And with all the different drills, you know, as we start to build out, you know, this algorithm of where they are in, in, you know, their, um, you know, their post-op protocol or progression wise and functional movements, you know, which drills are more appropriate in split stance, double leg, single leg, you know, where in their impact control are they and how can we progress it on the quick board and actually understand a vertical metric, how high are they actually getting off the ground and then the accuracy with the landing. Um, But we're, you know, Kevin and I have been talking about looking at things, you know, can we have separate templates? Maybe, you know, they do, Double leg drills on one day, then the other day would be a single leg drill, and then maybe on a third day, when they're appropriate, it's impact control or explosive control. Right. Right. And they have a mesocycle of four to six weeks, and they have to work through. And and the the system will look at okay, here's how well you're doing with your double leg drills of these four. Here's how well you're doing with your single leg drills. And then as they start getting more touches, less errors within those exercises, we start swapping them out for more aggression, but aggressive movements but allows us to see their metrics and, okay, you're really good with double leg stuff, but your single leg or your split stance patterns, you're really having a hard time with that. Or your jumps, you're just not doing well. Your touches still aren't, you know, increasing over time. We got to work on more explosive power or, you know, or land the accuracy. So now we really know what's going on with the athlete and how efficient they are instead of just watching them jump off a box and saying, hey, it looks good. You're ready to run. Right, Joe? Right, right. that.
1: <laughs> Kev, um, ex- kind of talk to us a little bit about the ACL protocol and the clinical research that's been done with the QuickBoard.
2: Yeah, so what? Um, there's a orthopedic clinic in Arlington, Texas, and uh, they are. <sighs> Should be wrapping up pretty soon an ACL clinical study, of course, you know, going through COVID, they had to throw out, you know, a bunch of patients that just stopped showing up. So, um, you know, they're they're kind of, you know, tying up loose ends there and getting in some additional patients. But what they found was athletes um, using the QuickBoard uh, compared to controls, matched controls, that they were actually uh, meeting return to sport criteria, uh, 30 to 40% faster. Now they were not returning them that much faster and, and getting aggressive. Obviously you've just got to have that, that healing time. And I think right, there's been plenty right. of studies that, you know, will, um, you know, justify that. Um, so that's one thing I want people to keep in mind. We're not saying get them back, you know, faster. It's what that's allowing clinicians to do is, they're able to get them to that point of where they're meeting the return to sport criteria. Then they're able to focus on, you know, ensuring that yep. they're going to be ready. They're bridging back to training and then to sport. Um, so they're just ready to go. Whereas now. It seems to
1: be more efficient when they're coming back with their, their foundation seems to be a little more efficient.
2: Yeah. And, and so it's, it's really helping clinicians and coaches um, because they're able to really, uh, instead of, man, they got to get, they got to hit that, that, you know, 10%, you know, deficit got to get there, got to get there. And then they, they get there and then it's all of a sudden a rush to get back. Um, right. and, and so this allows them to really focus on, you know, um, getting them back, um, you know, even better. Um, than they were before. So um, that should be, and then they were uh, producing better outcomes as well compared to match controls in that, in that study. And, you know, I think it comes down to several things that, you know, uh, you guys could vouch for at this point is it's the visual motor training principles, which in neuroplasticity research, you know, they conclude time after time that you need to do, you know, visual motor training uh, in order to address neuroplasticity. But at the same time, it's giving them objective measures. And that's so, I mean, that's such a big part to the psychological component is they see, you know, okay, my deficit's here. And yeah, they're obviously disappointed, but then they're able to see that deficit over time, get closer and closer. So now from a psychological component, they, they're more confident in, in what they're doing. And, um, and so that, I think, is also playing a huge role, um, you know, from the, the confidence standpoint of seeing objective data and, you know, the daily progress reports that we generate, you know, you're able to quickly review with an athlete you're able to see, hey, look, everything looks good here. You got some red, you know, percentages here. You know, let's work on that. So it it just really objectifies the, you know, each session. And I think that's big for the athlete and the clinician. You know, what, and it's
1: interesting that you say that because when when we compared, you know, what I was doing before we had the Quickboard, I was using similar drills, right? We have these yellow rings. So they were five yellow rings shaped the same way that you had them, right? And I would have them do some one of those those patterns. The difference was they didn't know if they were doing good or bad. I couldn't count if they were doing it right or wrong necessarily, other than using my eye test. So it goes back to what we're talking about is ACL recovery. Are we taking subjective? measures or do we want objective measures, right? So I can be there and use that and be subjective, but it's not mm-hmm. going to be as effective as the objective. Plus we're getting real-time data and they're able to see how they're doing right then and there.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, and that's what's great about this follow-up call is, you know, you guys had never seen it before, except for maybe some videos. And, and so now with, um, you know, Mike, you know, finally getting his up and going, (laughs) Um, but you know what, it's, it's up and going now is, you know, you're, you're able to, to vouch for it or say, yeah, this has been great. And, and, you know, like I mentioned before um, we realize anything can, can always be better. So, um, you know, we love getting feedback from customers because, you know, at some point in time, you know, we will start implementing, you know, what they're suggesting uh, because I mean, you're listening to your customers. I mean, they they actually you know know the application in some ways better than you do. So if yep. there's a way that yep. we can streamline and and uh, improve productivity or improve outcomes, then you know we're we're going to take that feedback and we're going to plug it in.
0: Well, when you're using something, you know, then you understand where where the limitations are. And unfortunately, in a lot of the technology we talked about this, you know, you you sell it and they don't even use it because they're scared of using it. And it's like you know. The more you use it, you start realizing the things that, hey, I wish you would really measure this. Or I'd really like to see this. That's why I sent you the information on the vertical test. I really want to see how high they're getting up off the ground. And let me, let me explain to them why they have more power output on one leg than the other. How high are they actually jumping, you know, and how does that translate in when you correlate it to it? Other stuff like the dorsal V, and you're looking at a running test, and you're putting all these pieces together, and it's painting a picture of what's mm-hmm. going on with the athletes so now you have all these answers as to why they can or cannot do certain things and yet there's still a lot of operations going off of these protocols and the stuff is still very subjective what do mm-hmm. these things look like and why are these kids still getting re-injured so it's giving them a, a huge map it's like you know a whole huge write-up on your vehicle as to what's going on and then it also explains to the parent and the athlete why they're spending time focusing on X, Y, and Z in the programming. Why am I going to spend money on this type of programming? And what am I investing my time into, you know? And, you know, am I just going to the gym and just doing bicep curls or am I doing what I really need to be doing for my sport? You know? So, I mean, I think that's going to come down as we have more conversations about this is about how we're working together to build this algorithm, how all these pieces kind of plug in, you know, because, you know, again, you're talking about getting them back to those return to play criteria and that's the unfortunate conversation I've had to have with a lot of uh, actually a more handful of recent athletes coming in. They've done PT and other facilities and they're not where they need to be to get into Joe's program. And I'm like, you're going to be paying out of pocket for all this money and you can't even do the foundational stuff. So how are you going to exercise a 90 to 120 minute workout regimen or get back to three hour practices? This is why we're getting re and re injuries and all this stuff. So, you know, all these things you know are, are just safeguards and it's really you know it's the future of what we're doing and it's you know like Trent says you know you're either on the bus or you're getting run over so yep. you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's aggressive but I mean
1: yeah.
0: you're, you're seeing it I mean you yeah. know again you know you're seeing what's going on so are we going to be making a change or are we just going to sit back idly on our hands you know we yeah, see a know.
1: question. We see a question a lot, you know, um, on our page and on the parents ACL page um, about when is it proper for a change of direction, or you know, what they're saying agility. Obviously, this is agility, but does this help us decide when change of direction is more suitable for the athlete? This is going to give us that. Okay, now they've been able to. Um, Uh, produce these results on the board. And uh, I've obviously been able to use it, you know, in a, in a field type of test, but is that, is that telling us whether we're suitable to do that type of change of
2: direction? I would go off of the, all of the paired exercises that are in there, right? you've got single leg hops, you've got some stability coordination. Um, I would go off of the paired exercises, um, and that will help give you a better peace of mind about are they ready to start changing direction? Because if mm-hmm. you're, you know, if your deficit is, you know, 20%, I mean, I would I would be a little hesitant to, to throw them into some whole body change of direction. Because if they can't, you know, put together the coordination demands of some of these, you know, exercises on the quick board, then you know i would I would maybe you know push back a little bit and and you know do some more advanced things on the quick board in order to improve that and and get that deficit you know a little bit tighter before doing a whole body change of direction. And uh, I mean, Mike, you know, what's your take uh, you know on that question, you know, after since you've been using the board?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think um, you know, as we start doing some more, even of the updates and we get a little more specific to show some of the, uh, the um, comparisons, like right now, it'll show comparisons, like with, within the session of some of those movements. So that helps for what I've been doing with some of the athletes, is putting them on the quick board in the beginning of the session and then at the end. So when they're really tired and seeing what happens, but just for an overall, how well they're progressing with that over, you know, compared to like what their best is overall versus what today's was. Because sometimes we get athletes, they're just having a bad day and they're tired and their metrics just suck. And I'm like, look, you're tired today. So you see what your best is ever, like your foot fire. Your best is 111. Today you're at 90. You're just not moving well. And it's like a bad warm up or it shows in the beginning, their foot fire was slow and then maybe their foot fire was better at the end because it warmed up. So there's a lot of that going into it. Um, But I think that does when you start really looking at the reports after um, and that's where like you and I continue to talk about as we develop a new app and you push out things like a report, easy for them to see, like how well am I going on one side versus the other? That, that is huge. Cause if you're in this small little box and you can't control your body, what's going to happen when you're moving across a field with a ball and other people and fans screaming, like there's so many yeah. stimuli that come in. And then that allows us to take it to the next level of opening things up and getting more aggressive, um, You know, I I also came across thinking about maybe even creating some exercises too, where you could have certain touches and they have to get X amount of touches and the timer's going. How long is it taking to do X amount of touches? That's something
1: that we, that's something that Mike and I, we've talked about with the fitness test. As they get into like that 11, 12 month, we have a fitness test that we designed where they're doing nine exercises after they're done completing that, which takes about anywhere from 26 to 35 minutes, yeah. they're getting like a 90-second to two-minute break, and then they have to then go to the quick board, and they're going to have to. We haven't decided, and that's something that, you know, Keb, you and I, and, and Mike can get on a conversation. What could we use at the end as a, um, as a finisher to see, mm-hmm. you know, um, whether this athlete is fatigued and they're able to handle – all that we just gave them. And then what do they look like at the end of that? Like, you know, yeah. it's just kind of like what Mike was just saying with a, with a pre and a post result to really see what we did during the, the training session. How taxing was it actually?
0: Yeah. yeah. And we want to be able to pair that too with the, with the new of V software. If I could do a metric also at the end of that fitness test, what does your single leg squat look like compared to the beginning? Just one little component and see how much it deviates and see if you close that gap. That's going to be huge data. I think very beneficial. You pair that with, like we said, thinking of a quick board drill, that's going to be awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think there's, you know, a few exercises jump out at me, but um, I don't know. Have you used gate speed yet? No, I have. Okay. I,
0: I use the ISO gate speed and the diagonal quick step a lot.
2: So the gate speed, uh what's unique about that is you're essentially running in place and you know, touching the the perimeter dots. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, so it's like one, two, four, five, one, two, four, five. So back and forth, okay. you know, hips kind of hover, you know, yeah. over that middle sensor. So you're really making them, you know, um open up their gate. So um, you know, one thing that we found, and you know, you, you might have somebody who would be a good good subject for this is and it could be attributed to injury, you know, with the environment you're in, Mike, or if this is a healthy athlete, you know, doing, you know, kind of some injury prevention, you know, addressing any sort of, um, um, you know, functional movement, you know, deficits that that the dorsal V identifies, but we have a paired exercise. And so one, you initiate with the left leg, and then the other uh, part of the paired exercise is you initiate, you know, with the right leg what you'll find is when fatigue sets in and sometimes it doesn't even take fatigue if they've got a significant you know coordination deficit um but they will just I mean they cannot put the coordination together like they'll fall apart their feet want to switch back to where they're more confident with that that dominant lead leg so that is is ideal because what we also found way back was if you program in 300 touches for the gate speed, the timing is about equivalent to a 400 meter. There's nothing worse than running a 400 meter. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Especially
1: after doing everything else. Yep.
2: Yeah. So I think that, you know, we, we can have more discussions on that, but I I think that is um, is something that would quickly identify a coordination deficit. um, You know, whether it's just, it's induced by fatigue, fatigue or not.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, again, this is why we're having smaller segments because I'm already thinking on my head, Two different things. A, Coach Alex works with a high-profile high school basketball team, and why aren't we having them on that almost every day that they're in the training session? How do you move all the guys through there? But that is a conversation for another day. I know we do have uh, limited time with this. Mike, do you have one more thing you want to say?
0: No, I'm going to start using that gate speed to you know, do that because I've kind of been playing around with some of the, the simple patterns that I start them with, and really what I look for is touches to go up and errors to go down stabilize a little bit and then we start swapping them out and progressing especially some of the early stage weight bearing you know ankle surgery ACL and just see how they feel and also just get their confidence with doing stuff and then I just like to react to the colors but starting with some of that basis but as we start talking about a little more advanced metrics these are going to be some of the more conversations we have to have about you know which drills are really correlating well with which movements and then you know what exercises should they be focusing on at home to get better too and not only building out functional movements but what things are going to translate well into, you know, some of these performance uh, positions, like split stance, squats, jumps, you know, things like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Listen, I mean, again, I, Kev, I really appreciate your time on a Friday afternoon. Uh, Michael, always great to see you. I will be back in PA uh, on the 18th of January. Hopefully they're going to have like a, um, uh, what do they call that? A really warm spell. Maybe <laughs> when I when I get
0: a heat wave. I'll have the heat crank and some Italian meats ready for you. All right. Perfect. That's all I need. All right. That's all I need. A good meal. A nice wine. Yep. There you go.
1: Again, guys, I appreciate your time on a Friday. Thank you. And uh Kev will be talking to you soon. Talk
2: to you all right. soon. Sounds soon. great. Thanks, guys. guys take all right. care. All right.
0: All right.